Welcome back to Simple Joyful Home, a Come Follow Me podcast with Emily and Alicia. Week after week, they'll draw inspiration from the reading, leaving you with simple and useful tools to strengthen your confidence, your spirit, and your family. Together, you'll transform the study of religion into a real relationship with Christ. Powerful tools and superstar listeners like you means everyone can have a simple, joyful home. Take it away, ladies. Welcome, guys. We're so glad to be back with you. I know. It's been a while. A few weeks. Okay, you guys have to listen to the ending because I'm going to include this really, really fun (laughs) intro that Emily did talking about her voice. You have to wait till the end and listen. but It's going to be awesome. (laughs) This is like our third take on this episode. So you're going to want to hear You got to lighten things up a bit. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, but welcome back. We're so excited to be here only because we've started this new way of episodes from now on where we have studied the Come Follow Me from sections, what is it? 71 to 84. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we picked a theme over that we found over all of those, and we want to study that throughout the month. So for the month of July, we found so much goodness in the word work and all that entails around that. Now you may be moaning and groaning. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I was like, really? When we talk about work? <laughs> right? But here's the thing. I'm going to ask you guys a question. And I just, even just blurting out the very, very first thing that comes to your mind is when I say work, what comes to your mind immediately? What feelings, what words do you associate it with it? Exactly. So I'm going to do this to Alicia. So what comes to your mind right off when I say the word work? Hard. Hard. And... Sweaty. I don't know why sweaty comes to my <laughs> mind, but it does. That's fine. Hard and there sweaty. There's no right answer um, here. And the funny thing is, is sweaty does not always equal work. I don't know why. Maybe that, <laughs> because it's 103 degrees outside. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Emily's like, squirrel. Lisa, focus. <laughs> you want me to keep thinking? Yeah, maybe a couple more words. Okay. Um, procrastination. <laughs> yeah. That word good. definitely comes. Do you have any like a specific um, task? That comes to mind as well? The first task that comes to my mind when I think of work is, it's probably this podcast because we're doing it, you know? It's yeah. usually whatever I'm in. That, that's yeah. the work. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. So I don't know that there's one task that sticks out to me that's like the task when I think of work. Yeah. Usually mine's like, what am I doing next? Yeah. And what what am I avoiding? Yeah. <laughs> mine's probably avoidance. Work usually involves something kind of I don't really want to do. Mm-hmm. And maybe you had some similar um, words and thoughts that came to your mind. But we're hoping that by the end, you can see a little bit more joy circled around work. That's true. And a little bit more of the purpose behind why we do everything that we do, whether it be cleaning a toilet or doing a podcast, sharing our testimonies, whatever it is, you know, Mm -hmm. that we, we see like a more whole purpose behind every task that we try to accomplish. So, so one of the things that's sticking out to me now that you've brought this up to me is just the, the contrast in what I consider work to be. I mean, I've been out planting in my yard. This is the first year Emily introduced me to gardening flowers and all the pretties. It took one day and she's like, (laughs) now I'm obsessed. (laughs) I just went shopping with her one day and I'm like, you have the bug. I do. I it's so bad, friends. So bad. And so I've been planting all the things and been outside a ton with my kids and digging a lot. And 
And it's so interesting to me that I spend hours and hours and I'm doing like lots of hard labor and I don't, it does not feel like work to me. And so I'm thinking in my mind, why does that fit not feel like work, but raking my leaves or I have these little snake things on my trees, you know, those hard oh, seed snake pods. seed pods things. And in the fall, it is like hours of raking these things and bags and bags and bags of stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, why does that feel like work and planting my flowers, which it, I'm probably exerting more energy over time with my gardening stuff than I am raking up my leaves for, you know, half a dozen days in the fall. Yeah. But yet one feels like work and one doesn't. And it's making me think that maybe I have misunderstood what work is. And I have put work in this little tiny box. I put a box around something that can't fit in a box. Mm. And it's making me think that I'm missing out on so many blessings and promises of the Lord that he gives us about work because of how I'm defining it. I'm not defining it the way he does. And, and I am loving learning about it. Yeah. Well, I love that you brought that up, Alicia, because I feel like sometimes work just seems so obvious, but it, if you really think about a definition of it, it is kind of hard, especially a personal definition of what it is. And for me, I think understanding what opposes work and keeps us from doing it can help us learn to define what work is. So we found the scripture. Um, it's in section 76 and it it's 28 and 29 and 28 kind of introduces and Satan is the source of the opposite of work. What keeps us from working. And so it says in here in verse 29, wherefore he maketh war with the saints of God and encompasses them round about. I love that this verse talks about war because I do feel sometimes encompassed about um, in a war between doing the work or not doing the work. Yeah. <laughs> like the that's why the, my words are procrastination and hard and <laughs> sweaty. Well, I think you know? all of us, I feel the same way. And Avoidance. so I think, it's, I think it's so true that we are in a war with Satan and Satan will use anything. And in this case, what we're learning about today is work. He's going to use work to try and and battle God. Um, there's another verse in section 82, verse 5, and it says, Therefore, what I say unto one, I say unto all. And I love these verses in the Doctrine and Covenants because he's like, just in case you think this doesn't apply to you, guess what? <laughs> it applies to you even thousands of years later, hundreds of years later, whatever. Um, he says, Watch for the adversary spreadeth his dominions and darkness reigneth. And as we learned about um, the tools that Satan uses to attack work, which is idleness, um, we learn just how it creates darkness in our lives. And I have I found this so interesting. When we Alicia and I were talking earlier, and she said, you know, one of the things with this, we have work, we have idleness, we have leisure time. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're doing one of those all the time. Yep. And so maybe understanding what, um, idleness is a little bit and what rest is or our leisure time is a little bit more can help us create that definition of work as well. And help us more easily identify yeah. in our life. We think we know what work is, right? It's where we're putting in labor we're putting in effort, we're exerting effort right. into something with purpose. 
I always think of work as um, exerting effort, but I had never made the connection with God's definition of work, which is exerting effort with purpose. Yeah. That's how Satan uses work as a counterfeit, right? He has us exert effort without purpose. And he's yeah, like, I was you're just, just busy. Bring that up. Good job. Well, because yeah. I just read this book um, titled Present Over Perfect. And she talked about how I was running around all the time. I was doing stuff for this and then this and then this. And all of a sudden I fell apart because I had put all this work in all the time, but it had no direction and no purpose. And it made her collapse to yeah. where like we have to realize that it's not about being busy, but yes. about having quality things. And, and we see a lot of examples of types of work in these sections. Like yeah, I love section 76 where they're talking about the work of the translation. That was work physical and spiritual yeah. labor to translate. Well, and then in section 77, it's all about like this question and answer back and forth and the work that the effort they put into something. And so they started asking questions and it just opened up this massive thing to answers. And yeah. And I love that that points out that there is physical work, like the physical work of translating, which also incorporated spiritual work. Right. Uh -huh. And then I love this um, example in 77 of um, mental work where they have to ask the questions, like come up with the questions, ask the questions, listen to God, um, that mental work of really, yeah. and spiritual. I mean, I think all of these are built on and that I foundation. Think we kind of realize what we're avoiding and Satan will do anything, whether it's promoting idleness or promoting busyness that keeps mm -hmm. you away from where you need to be. I, it reminds me of when I think of, of, Satan's tools in his war, his weapons of war. I think of this idleness being his actual weapon, you yeah. know, and I think of his, of this busyness being his Trojan horse, uh -huh. the one we let into our life easily yeah. and we easily accept it. And we, and then it destroys us because it is not bound in purpose. Um, and, and especially with the Lord. So what is idleness and how can we tell the difference between it and leisure time. Um, there is so much in the scriptures on idleness. There are, are many scriptures that say that it is not um, of God and he just does not like it. Um, one of the things in section 68, see, but the Lord told the Latter-day Saints at the beginning of the restoration, he said, now I, the Lord, am not well pleased with the inhabitants of Zion. How's that going to make you feel? I have felt <laughs> this from the Lord before, <laughs> like Alicia, I'm not well pleased. And and he could say this to me at times, for there are idlers among them. So this next quote talks about um, how to identify idleness. So it says, idleness in any form produces boredom, conflict, and unhappiness. It creates a vacancy of worth, a seedbed for mischief and evil. It is the enemy of progress and salvation. The thing that stood out to me in this one the most was it creates a vacancy of worth. And I, I looked back on my life and I'm thinking of the times where I felt a lack of worth or an increase in self-doubt or, you know, where I'm just questioning all my things or whether I measure up. We all do it. We yeah. all do it. And I think of the times when I have done that and the times when it has been the worst is when I have been in idleness. And by idleness, I mean like time without purpose, flat out. Yeah. Time without purpose. And that to me is idleness because I think even our leisure time, and we're going to learn about this, but our leisure time is time with purpose. 
right? We are there for rest, rejuvenation, and reflection. And it has purpose. And to me, sometimes leisure time can feel like a form of work when it's done with purpose because I'm like, "Mm, I need to be mindful of the time I'm taking to rejuvenate. Am I actually rejuvenating? And sometimes it's hard to say, yeah, this sitting on the couch watching my 15th million season of Heartland, yes, I watch a horse horse show on Netflix, (laughs) is probably not um, purposeful leisure time all the time. Sometimes, no, I, I don't it is think, like you know on our phone or watching videos is yeah is like a bad thing. I don't either. Sometimes it's very uplifting. It's very energizing. It gives us, but I think anything. Am I doing it to avoid something? Yeah, and and I think of like moderation, right? Yeah. Anyway, I was able to identify that when I felt that vacancy of worth. I think it is really tied to idleness. So I think we've done a good job of identifying what work is and what idleness is. Idleness is that time we spend without purpose and it creates feelings of contention, unhappiness, um, lack of self-worth. I think for me, I identify idleness more by the feelings it creates. I think we know what work is. We've learned what idleness is. And now I love this quote, and this is from a talk called The Value of Work by J. Richard Clark. And he talks a little bit about defining leisure time. How we use our leisure time is equally as important to our joy as our occupational pursuits. Proper use of leisure requires discriminating judgment. Our leisure time, our, our leisure provides opportunity for renewal of spirit, mind, and body. It is a time for worship, for family, for service, for study, for wholesome recreation activities, and it brings harmony into our life. I love the word harmony in this paragraph. Um, It brings harmony into our life. And we know that even God did this, right? Together they created the earth. For six days they worked so hard, and then we know that he rested on the seventh day. And I love the idea of thinking that God rested and rejuvenated, well, the whole team, right? God and Christ. And I mean, all the people who built the earth, created the earth. I love that the idea of them sitting back, resting, rejuvenating and reflecting on what they have done. Because Mm -hmm. can you imagine? I mean, if you had just created the earth, I mean, and what if you just quickly went on to the next thing or quickly went on to the next project and didn't take the time to reflect, to rest and reflect. Because I think resting and reflecting on that would certainly rejuvenate me. I'd be like, wow, I can do anything. This is awesome. You know? And I think how often in life, um, that our leisure time gets misused as busy time instead of as an opportunity to look back and go, wow, I have done some cool stuff. Pat yourself on the back, pat your team on the back, because we're going to learn later in an episode in the future, just how you're not alone in the work. You're not doing this work by yourself. You never are, especially when it's in or has a purpose in God. Well, doesn't that help you move forward Mm -hmm. better for the next time? Yeah. Actually, just this story came to my mind. So growing up, my dad was um, just a guy of few words. He's not a big talker. He's a big doer, huge doer. It's how he shows his love for his family by serving and loving them. And I mean, he would make things that he would constantly be out in a shop trying to fix something for us or, or whatever. And then he'd also be out in the neighborhood. He'd be 
to the the widows, you know, trying to fix her fence. We lived out in this country, but he would go. He'd just always be doing something. And I remember when I would, he would ask me to do something. I mean, I was his daughter, I was his oldest daughter, and like he, I valued his opinion so intensely because one, he was a man of few words. So if I did something for him and he came and he said, thank you, Emily, I really appreciated what you did. You did a good job. Oh man, my heart was just like soaring up into the sky. Mm -hmm. And my mom was really good at that as well, but she gave it a lot more than my dad did. And so, um, and not that he didn't ever see it or lack it, but it was just this moment he took to reflect on what work I did. And it taught me to look back and reflect and value the work I have done. And so um, to taking this moment and telling yourself you did good work has motivated me and found, I have found great pride and passion in my work Mm -hmm. because of the example and the love my parents taught me. And sometimes as parents, we may think we're spiraling and we're like, I don't know, how are we going to get our kids to feel this way? Because my parents did such a good job. I stress about that, like helping my kids know the value of work. And as you get a little overwhelmed with that, mm-hmm. but I think we can start with valuing the work we are doing. And it, it could be as simple as it's just acknowledgement and it's important for ourselves to do it mm-hmm. because sometimes we won't get that from others. We have to do that. We have to take charge of that, mm-hmm. but also noticing that for other people that we're around. One of the things I also love about that reflection, you can thank God in that t- in those times of reflection you can thank God and thank others who participated in your success. I love that time of re- reflection reminds you that any success you've had is is a success that can be shared with other people. Yeah, and this isn't like a, a big deal you need to make of reflection. No, no. Mm-mm. I mean, it can be literally just you finish mm-hmm. something and you just think about it. Yeah, and I mean, we focused a lot here on the reflection because, I, I don't know, maybe it's just... Um, such a reminder of the value of work because it reminds you what work produces, right? Um, But like this quote earlier said, our leisure provides opportunity for like renewal, right? Of our spirit, mind and our body and reflection helps us renew in those ways. But it also is about a time for worship, for family. So if you're spending time with family on your dirt bikes in the mountains, your family is getting rejuvenated. You are getting renewed. And those bonds and the thing, the characteristics that help you work together well are being strengthened yeah. in those times. And I think that that's a, a good reminder that it's not always just leisure time. It's not just sitting and reflecting so you can get back to work. Oh, yeah. It's, it's really for, you know, for study. And I, I do, I have found that, um, study time for me has become leisure time because once I finally get into it, I actually really, it really does rejuvenate me. So something that I maybe used to consider or things that maybe you used to consider as work, you might find, oh, this doesn't feel like work to me because it's actually rejuvenating me and renewing me so much. Yep. It fits in a different place for me in leisure time instead of my, you know, work time. Yeah. So, and that's an interesting thought as I'm talking about it, I'm thinking about planting out in the garden and, and I'm thinking it almost feels like leisure time to me because yeah. of how rejuvenated I feel. And it's crazy. 
this point where work becomes that way yeah. because we see the value of it yeah. so much that we have enjoyed the fruits of it. Mm-hmm. So even if you think about God, because he works, mm-hmm. it's not, he's not up there just eating grapes. Yeah. I mean, he's working for us. Mm -hmm. And if we view work as like this, you know, avoidance, what do we talk about earlier at the very beginning? Oh, yeah. Avoidance. um, Procrastination. Procrastination, Hard, sweaty. Hard, sweaty. (laughs) I mean, if he was having that Mm -hmm. view on work. Oh, man. He would be hating it. (laughs) (laughs) Right? It's true. You know, like his love for us, it would be harder if he had those kind of views for Mm -hmm. us. And he doesn't. He mm-hmm. sees the joy so much that it probably is something that is rejuvenating, rewarding, joyful, because yeah. he finds so much joy in us. Mm-hmm. That he's willing to do that work for us. That goes right along with what we hear in the scriptures, right? His work and his glory yeah. is to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. That is his work and his glory. That is where he yeah. finds that reward. And next week, we're going to talk a little bit about working for the Lord versus working for man and how every single type of work you do can be working for the Lord. Your occupation out in the workforce, your work at home, your work in your community, um, your work at church, obviously, but um, how all of the types of work you do in your life can be for the Lord and how some of them that you would not think um, you might be working for man, even at church. Yeah. So we're going to talk next week all about that. Um, And then the following week, we're going to talk about how you're not alone in work. Because just keep that in mind as we talk about these things each week, that um, there is such a strong message that you're not alone and that there are so many ways you're not alone in these sections. I mean, we could, I mean, multiple scriptures. So we're excited to talk about that. And the final week, we're going to talk about Um, how do you go from thinking to doing? Because we all have it. We have this like grand, like, oh, I love this so much and it's so true and I want to do it and I'm so excited for this project. And then you realize the wall you have to climb to get there. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's hard and we want to procrastinate. We do all the things, right? So we're going to talk about going from thinking to doing. Yeah, I like that. It's going to be a great month. Yeah. Okay, so just to kind of wrap up what we've talked about today. One thing that I've found that's in common with what God wants us to do is our purpose, whether it's the purpose behind the work we do or the purpose behind our rest and leisure or the lack of purpose behind our idleness. I love how Emily just focused us on purpose and that, how that helps us define um, work and idleness and leisure time. It just really helps us hone in on how to understand it better. J. Richard Clark had this to say about work. He said, work is honorable. It is good therapy for most problems. It is the antidote for worry. It is the equalizer for deficiency of native endowment. I love that line. The equalizer of our deficiency. And work work makes it possible for the average to approach genius. What we may lack in aptitude, we make up for in performance. And when we started this episode, we asked you and Emily asked me, when you hear the word work, what is, what comes to your mind? What immediately comes to your mind? And or our challenge for you this week is to look for words that you can associate with work and all the reasons why you work um, that have this positive impact in your life. So maybe the sentence that gets your list started is work blank 
And that is why I do it. And then start your list. See how many you can get. Emily has done this before. Yes, I have. And she had a hundred on her list. There's a hundred There's your challenge. There's your challenge. Any of you competitive <laughs> right? people out there. And so I'm going to try it this week. I'm going to make a list of all of the attributes and the reasons why I work um, and the feelings that it gives me, all the positive and you know, rewarding things about work so that I can maybe the promises about work that I find, um, so that I can start my list and we'll see how far I get working through this throughout the month. So keep it handy. So we are so excited to start this month off. We can't wait to talk to you next week about, you know, making your work more meaningful. Yep. So thanks for listening guys. Have a great week. Bye. Okay. Now you're rewarded with Emily's earlier stuff. You put in the work in this episode, you're welcome. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, it's oh. not. Ew. Oh, you guys are great. We'll talk to you later. Have a good week. We hope you feel welcome and a part of our family here at Simple Joyful Home. As we grow, we think of the places you live and the challenges you face. We think of your constant efforts and your kind hearts. We are blessed to have you with us, and we hope every time you join us, you leave feeling a little stronger, a little more hopeful, and a little more prepared to connect with those you love. And remember, if you liked what you hear, please share it with those you think will benefit. Our focus is our families and our home, so we choose to spend time, well, limited time, in social media to ensure we have a well-balanced life. We need your help to reach others who would enjoy learning what we talk about here on Simple Joyful Home. We are grateful for you and thank you so much for listening. Hi guys. We're so excited to be here. I've missed it. Me too. I've missed hearing my own voice in my headphones. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize how nice and pleasant it sounded. (laughs) This is what people get to hear all the time. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Do you have any like a specific um, task? That comes to mind as well. First thing that comes to my mind for a task is cleaning the toilet. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't even do that at my house. Seth, the, Seth cleans the toilet. Oh, good man. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> yeah. We're like, Ugh. it's hard, and we want to procrastinate. We do all the things, right? Except for sweaty, and <laughs> even sometimes that. Oh my heck. <laughs> did you just bring us sweaty I, yeah, with I did. the podcast? Oh, no, that sounds a bit weird. It does sound a bit weird.